0: just said, Jesus is real. He still heals. She's got hope in Jesus. I uh, was fixing to tell you that I'm a preacher at heart, and preachers always have a sermon in their gut. I've got a sermon in my gut, but I don't feel like I'm supposed to preach the sermon today. I have a team of people who are going to help me witness preaching and witness what they've seen Jesus do this week. Um, if this is your first time here at Grace Point, you have picked an awesome time to come experience God with us. I want you to know that today is is a little bit different. I don't apologize for it. It's great. It's good. But we want you to just get in on what God's been doing in our midst. To set the, st- set the stage for us, set the scene for us this morning, um, we've been a part of this citywide revival called Revive Indiana This last week, maybe you heard me talk about it last week or you saw it in the bulletin announcement or you saw one of the emails go out But just to set a little backstory for us. Let me tell you what's been happening in our region in january uh, There was a revival that took place and it it started with an amish man who was praying for revival for his community He was crying out to god for his family for his people to experience more than religion But to embrace a relationship with jesus christ and as this man was faithful in praying and seeking the Lord and, and reached out to others to bring people in to, to help promote a revival of relationship with Jesus. Uh, a, a team of evangelists came in and, and about five churches pulled together and they began to have some gatherings together. And this took place in Goshen, Indiana. And that started in January, at the beginning of January this year. And what was intended to be a seven-day revival uh, has not stopped It went on day after day after day in Goshen, and then it moved to another city, and then it moved to another city, and we are on 181 days of revival that's been moving through our region. As I began to hear a little bit about this, uh, our district superintendent, kind of my pastor in our tribe, uh, was talking to us about what was happening. We were praying and talking to one of our Nazarene pastors in the Goshen area and testifying what God had been doing in their midst. And and as this revival moved to Valparaiso, I talked with my family who's pastoring there in the Valparaiso area and hearing the reports. And so I was kind of excited. I, I sensed that this smelled like Jesus and we were going to participate, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into this last week And uh, how many have ever been a part of any kind of revival service at any time in your life? Just raise your hand. That's kind of what I thought a lot of us have been exposed to a revival service or a revival gathering and And uh, this was a little bit different Most revival gatherings i've been to as you come and you pack into a place like this and you hear someone like this Talk to you and and you kind of receive it and maybe there's an opportunity to make a decision and all that is good There's a place for that But something is very different in this revival. The focus, the emphasis, is more on people going out and sharing the good news that was already in them. And when they would gather together at the large group gathering times, they're sharing, bubbling, about what Jesus has just done a couple hours ago. And it began to change the tone of what was taking place. So here's the schedule that we've been this last week. Dozens of denominations, hundreds of Christ followers were gathering together, focusing in on our common belief in God's Word and on who Jesus Christ is, what He's done on the cross and the salvation we can have in Him. And we would meet at 7 o'clock in the morning. We would sing and we would pray. We would have breakfast together and then we'd organize in these teams that I didn't realize was going to take place. And we'd go out and we would share the love of Jesus with people. Now, if you're planning on going to a revival service where you're going to sit back and listen or just kind of take in, this is kind of a little bit of a shock. But they said it's, it's time for us to go out and share the good news that's already in our heart. And this wasn't to be, you know, obtuse or confrontational or obnoxious or cram something down someone's throat. This was to do four simple things. Could we, in groups of three or four, prayerfully go out and look for either existing relationships or to start new rela- relationships, and ask these four questions. What could I do for this individual that would be loving? How could I love them? One lady this, this week, uh, I saw she was loading boxes. They were moving, and so uh, I, I said, can I, can I help you load the boxes? That seemed loving to me. If I was loading up a van, I'd want some help loading up. And then after we're doing something loving, shut your mouth, me, and listen. What are they saying? So many times we go out and we have an agenda of what we want to say and we can't wait to tell them what's in our heart. But does anybody ever listen to what's going on in their life? And as we're listening to that person, ask Jesus to help us discern. How could I respond? That's the fourth one. Discern, the third, and then respond in love to them. Sometimes it's simply saying... How can I pray for you in praying for them other times? It's encouraging them Sometimes the door is open to share the plan of salvation and lead someone to jesus But that would take place time after time So we'd meet in the morning for breakfast and prayer and then we'd go out in teams and love on people And then we'd come back for lunch. We'd share reports of what god has done And they had the audacity to do it again in the afternoon I was tired, but we're gonna go again and we'd go out and we'd we'd look for people to love on in the afternoon And then we would come together in the evening And we would begin to celebrate who God is. And a revival atmosphere was taking place not just out of what we wanted to see happen, but what actually was taking place that day. Well, I want you to know that we had over 500 ministry teams, and they would be made up of four or five people. So about 2,000 people this week going out, sharing the love of Jesus across all denominations, carrying one message about who Jesus Christ is. We saw over 300 people, not just accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but 300 people who would say, you know what, I'll give you my contact information. I I would like someone to follow up with me. I'd be willing to meet with them once a week to be discipled for the next year. 300 people have already made that commitment so far. And what was intended to be a seven-day gathering for us here in Fort Wayne, you would have loved, I I wish I could have like. Mass deputized all of you as pastors this week To come to the pastors meetings But you would have loved to be in the pastors gatherings As our hearts were unified And we began to pray And as we began to seek God For what he would have us do next together As the broader body We felt like this just wasn't done yet And so this revival is continuing on Seven more days And uh, Amen I can't stress enough. This is not about any preacher. This is not about an evangelist. It took me forever to figure out who was in charge of this thing, and I love that. It was not about a church or a denomination. It was not about a method or even a style i want you to hear some testimonies today and there is strong evangelistic opportunities there is prayer intercession opportunities there is discipleship opportunities there are serving and helps opportunities but friends i just feel impressed that i don't want you to miss what god is doing in our midst and so i have a few friends that are going to share with us a little bit today and so while there may not be a sermon as we're used to God wants to speak to you through these testimonies today. So let's listen up. Carrie, this is my wife, Carrie. Uh, I want you to share with us a little bit about your experience at Revive Indiana.
1: Absolutely. So I'm home for the summer because I'm a teacher, and I'm home with my daughter. And um, this was the most um, powerful opportunity I could have given my daughter. Um, we talk about we want to train our child, you know, in the way that they should go. And what I love about Revive Indiana is it's so practical. In fact, the Lord really convicted me because the idea is you go out and they give you a map and they tell you an area of the, t- of the city to go to. And then from there, you're just supposed to pray about who you should talk to. So we stopped at Pizza Hut and we stopped at the Goodwill store and we stopped at, at different places right here in the area. And um, as we were driving in our, in our area, um, the Lord just kept bringing to mind a Canterbury where Larry Frazee, one of our... Um, church members um, works. And I said to Heidi Johnson who was driving, I said, Heidi, I'm thinking Canterbury. And she said, Carrie, you're not going to believe this. Now, let me just tell you that Carrie doesn't know how to get anywhere in Fort Wayne unless I use my GPS. Okay. Um, And so I said, Heidi, I'm thinking Canterbury. And she said, Carrie, it's right there. And so it was really neat. So we went into Canterbury and we were able, through Larry's help, um, part of Revive is they ask you to always go to the authority and ask if you're able to pray for the people there. And so Larry walked us around and we were able to pray for staff members and we were able to pray for residents. And really, it's just an easy question. How can I pray for you? That's it. And never, well, I guess there was one time um, have I ever had someone say no to me. When you ask them if you can pray for them, there's usually something that, that they want to be prayed for. And so we were able to pray for some people. But here is what was, I felt most important is one of the uh, two ladies we were praying for, they had, said they had some stress in their job. And Brady looked at Caden and he said, Caden, would you like to pray for these ladies? And Caden jumped right in. And her prayer was from the heart. But what was more impactful to me is of all the things I want to teach her as a mom, and I'm going to do it wrong. But I want to teach her the practicality of sharing your faith and how important it is in every opportunity afforded to her. Um, I was in Kroger the other day, and I was sharing with my friend that um, I knew after I left that I was supposed to ask her to, to pray for her, the cashier, and I didn't. And there was a conviction. We should be so overflowing with what Jesus has done for me. That all I want to do is tell other people about it. And so it's a practical lifestyle that I want to teach my child that when she goes somewhere, the first thing she should be thinking about is who can I reach for Christ and how can I pray for them? So it impacted me and my my family.
0: Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Uh, Heidi, you had an opportunity to go out as well. Share with us what, what you saw God do.
2: Well, um, I didn't know what to expect. You're going to hear that a lot from all of us. And um, it was something that was way outside my comfort zone. But, you know, God is showing me that um, my faith grows. And he shows me wondrous things when I step outside my comfort zone. And so we um, we did go out as a team. We went to different places, asked for people for pr- if they wanted us to pray. And one thing um, that really struck a chord with me was There's people that were very receptive to prayer. There were some that were believers, and they were like, oh, you know, praise God, The wonderful way to start my day. And and there were some that um, they said yes but uh, didn't say a whole lot. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are really hurting. And we would pray, and they would begin to weep. And I'm sure there were times where these folks didn't really even know what was moving them to tears? And we didn't um, necessarily bring someone to Christ at that time, but we planted seeds. We planted seeds. And there were, there were times where a team would come through and then a second one would come through at the same place. And the first team had prepped the ground and the second team, they got a believer. And um, so I just want to encourage you to come. God is moving he, if you have been praying for revival, if you have been praying for signs and miracles, I'm not saying to come because you want to see God do something. I want you to come because people are doing what we're supposed to be doing, and that is taking the love of Christ out to the, the men and women on the street. And you can do this. If I can do this with no training, very little, I mean, that is hard for me. If I can do this you can do this. And, it's, and, and one other thing I want to say is with the teams, um, it's neat to see how the teams may not know each other at all. And it's just four or five people that will come together and they go out. And God has placed them with different giftings. And they work together incredibly. And so, um, you know, that's one thing that I want to do this week is I want to go out, by you know, like with people I don't know. And just see how God puts that team together. So please come. Please come and see
0: what's happening. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Mary, you had a chance to go as well. And I want to give you an opportunity to share what you witnessed.
3: I witnessed a lot of uh, people asking for prayer. What really made me feel good is I'm just a regular person like all of you are. Okay? Um, A lot of you don't know this, but I don't even have a high school education. And um, my daughter's always asked me, Mom, you need to get your GED. And you know something God told me this morning before I thought about witnessing here? I've got G-O-D. I don't have to have the GED. <laughs> but anyways, um, the prayer, the unity of all the pastors, that really got to me. Um, when people are hurting, we all pray together. Everybody here has a gifting. Um, I know Bill Wade, every year since we started coming here, he calls and sings happy birthday to me. That is such an uplifting for me. He does it for everybody, but, I mean, that's his ministry. We all have a ministry that we can do, whether it be helping in the kitchen, helping pack the Bibles. And don't be afraid to go out because they give you all the tools. This is all indexed. It's so easy to witness to people and to pray. Instead of loading a van, we got to, I went to the recycling center with my group over at Sam's Club. We help people take stuff out of their cars. And then we started asking them how their day was going. Then we started asking them if we could pray for them. Nobody saw the Lord and received the Lord, but we planted seeds and we prayed for so many people. But it's a great thing. God is working in the city with unity. It's not a church doing it. It's the church. It's all of us together. We all need to go together. You've got to go. This is the most exciting thing, to see Fort Wayne coming together and revival the whole city. Yeah.
0: Amen. So, thank you, Mary. Thank you. Yes. right about this time you're maybe catching a little bit of glimpse of some things that happened during the day and if it kind of freaks you out you're in good company it's okay just hang on with us so we'll talk more about how that may be uncomfortable for you but it radically changed what would happen when we gather at night because it wasn't just people coming in saying you know what here I am God move me it was a group of people coming together saying, God, you have been moving. We have been watching. You've been leading us and entering in with a voice of celebration and praise. And so, Larry, I want you to share. You had opportunities to go to some of the evening gatherings and share with us what Jesus has been teaching you. i have a seat here. He's got a. Word I brought my us big Bible,
4: Bible, so like I said, huh? Because I can't hold it and talk at the same time. I, when pastor asked me to share my mind was just like a. Whirlwind, and so I decided to speak of a couple nights. And uh, Tuesday night, he was talking about the basics of, of discipleship. And so he, the scripture that Kyle quoted from was was uh, John one. Verse thirty five. I do need my glasses. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and then declared, "Look." There is the Lamb of God. Then John's two disciples turned and followed Jesus. The thing that struck me, you know, I've I've read this several, several times. The thing that struck me is that John was discipling his his two guys. And when Jesus walked by, he said, look, there's the Lamb of God. And he pointed them towards Jesus. And they left John and said, thank you very much. We're going to follow Jesus and go for the real thing. Jesus looked around and saw them following. He says, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, where are you going? What are you doing? Jesus said, come and see. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they went with him to the place, and they stayed there the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon's Peter brother, was one of these men who had heard what John said had done and followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to go find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come be my disciple. Philip went off to look for Nathaniel and told him, we have found the very person Moses the prophets wrote about. The thing that convicted me in Tuesday night's message is that I've tried to make it a lot harder than it should be to disciple people. And if you just look for a friend and tell them and ask them, God will use you. The second part was Thursday night. Every night he would have a pastor get up and talk about what's going on in his church and how the Lord's been using him. And Thursday night the pastor got up and said that we got together over 10 years ago, over 30 pastors, and started praying for the city, started praying for unity, started praying for revival, started praying for each other. And then they asked a group of women who were intercessors to pray for them, for the men who were in leadership. And they they made this proclamation. It's out of Zechariah chapter 8, verse 20. And where it says, Jerusalem, they put in the, the city Fort Wayne. And so this is what they've been praying over Fort Wayne for over 10 years. And uh, it spoke to me when when he gave this word, and so I want to give it to you today. This is what the Lord Almighty says. People from nations and cities around the world will travel to Fort Wayne. The people of one city will say to the people of another, Let us go to Fort Wayne to ask the Lord to bless us and to seek the Lord. We are planning to go ourselves. People from many nations, even powerful nations, will come to Fort Wayne to seek the Lord Almighty and to ask the Lord to bless them. And they will say, please let us walk with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Encourage me because I feel like God is moving and what we've been praying for for many, many years is happening. And so I go back to what he said in John, come and see, come and see what the Lord is doing.
0: Thank you, Larry. Thank you. you. Vicki, you also got to participate in some of the evening services. Share with us what what you witnessed.
5: Well, I was able to go Wednesday evening to the service, and um, I just really enjoyed watching everybody celebrate the Lord together. It didn't matter what church you were from or what you believed. We were all worshiping Jesus, and that was a real blessing. Um, I also... um, what Larry said about coming and seeing and how he just told us to go out, you know, when you meet somebody, you talk to them, you share Jesus with them in whatever way you can. And I want that to become a more active part of my life. Um, Wednesday morning, we were blessed here at the church because a group, a team came in here to pray for us and to pray for our church. And uh, there was Sandy and Jason and Jeff and Junior. And they came in and they prayed for our church. They prayed for our pastors. Um, And they asked if we had any personal requests that we we wanted. And so uh, my daughter was experiencing some problems that day, and I asked them to pray for her. And as they prayed, it was as if they knew her, and they knew exactly what was going on in her life. It was some of the same things I had been praying for her. And so I just thanked the Lord for the way that He worked through them. He then went over and prayed, and Kitty prepped for our our staff and, and children over there. So that was just a blessing, too. And then. Thursday evening, I went to get my hair done and I walk in, and, and my hairdresser has a Bible and a bracelet in there. They had been she had seen them at her place of business, and they had left an extra Bible and bracelet so she could share the good news of Jesus with someone that came to her. So I just was so thankful for the presence of God that I felt in every part that I had this week, the little things. Um, I just could see Jesus all over it, and I'm thankful for that.)
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: You know, as Vicky was sharing, there is something important I want you to catch. Is they asked us for this week? There's lots of programs that we have in our churches, lots of literature material that we all use, lots of good things. But for this week, could we be unified and, and just speak about Jesus being our Savior and use God's Word to love on people? And so the bracelets that she mentioned are just of uh, uh, these different colors that tell us the plan of salvation, and these Bibles that have tabs that just lead us to a. Plan of salvation in there. They were simple tools, but we begin to see this all over the city, and uh, our our town is witnessing the body of Christ sharing one message, unified in its impacting. And we wanted you to to catch a glimpse of that. Uh, I want to ask David uh, to come up. This is David Brooks, and uh, this is not David's home church. Uh, David, tell us where's where's your home church?
6: I'm normally at Wallen Baptist.
0: And uh, David is a lover of Jesus, a member at Wallen Baptist. Um, He's a co-teacher with my wife, Carrie, at uh, Carroll High School, and in one of the gatherings, they were encouraging us, if there's anybody you know that you think would would enjoy or needs to be a part of this, let them know and invite them to come in, and and there may have been some others, but uh, I know Carrie had invited David to come, and as David came to experience uh, this Revive Indiana. I want you to hear his witness of what God's been doing in his life.
6: Sure. Thanks, Brady uh, The the way I want to approach this I want to start with the bottom line and then I'll tell you how I got there and the bottom line was that the spirit changed my life This week and I, and I mean that seriously. I don't just say that to, to make it overstated It really was simply a lesson that kind of resonated with me, a story that Brady shared fairly early in our time together on Tuesday, is essentially in our experience, do we want God or do we want the box into which we can put God that aligns with our experiences and the ways in which we're comfortable? Do we want God and anything and everything from the Lord, or do we just want the things that we're willing to do, the things that we already have done, hence why we willing are to do them? So do you want God of the box? And the bottom line, then, is are you willing to be obedient as he calls you to step outside of the box? Because the bottom line is the only way by which you'll grow is if you're willing to be stretched and stepped outside of your comfort zone. And I know it kind of sounds like a broken record. You've heard it. And, uh, and I'll talk about this in a bit, but I was, I was very skeptical going in on Tuesday. You know, another artificial revival. Great. We're going to have some songs and some music, and people are going to walk out, and and it's not going to change. Well, at least at least one person's changed because I have. So I want to speak briefly to what to what the Lord did this week. I've often struggled with the matter between the the mind and the heart. Right? There are a lot of things you know, scriptures you memorize, messages you've heard. Um, but what's the difference between your mind and your heart when you actually apply what you learn? And you know, um, one of the verses that I've that I've memorized in recent years would be Hebrews thirteen eight that talks about how Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Right? Intellectually. Uh, in my head, I could tell you that, but could I tell you that in in my spirit? Could I tell you that in my heart? Or, you know, I could tell you stories about the boy in Mark 9 who has this spirit that's rendered him mute, that throws him to the ground in convulsions, and he's, you know, foaming at the mouth and gnashing the teeth and just frozen rigid, and then the Lord heals him. Do I believe that that can still happen today? And... um what was really ironic is the so I went on Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday and on on Tuesday, the day where this all changed. What I had read that morning in a supplement to my devotionals was this passage that when I went back home and read it at night, it, it really resonated with me because it called me to become out of the box. right? It called me to something that I'm not new with. And, and here's what was written uh, by Charles Spurgeon in that devotional that I'd read that morning. It says, we do our Lord an injustice. When we suppose that he performed all his mighty acts and showed himself strong for those in the early time, but doesn't perform wonders or lay bare his arm for the saints who are now upon the earth. We do our Lord an injustice when we suppose that he performed all his mighty acts and showed himself strong for those back in the day, but doesn't do it anymore. God of the box. Do you want anything and everything associated with the Lord, or are you just willing to, to continue to expose yourself to the experiences that you've had. And, and I won't share the, the, the full story, but I really went from when I went on Tuesday, and, again, I went at Brady and Carrie's invitation, and I was with Brent and Heidi as well as we were going around to, to Pizza Hut and some trailer parks and so forth. And, and Brady would go in, as he mentioned, to, to speak to the authorities to get their uh, permission. You know, we want to respect the authority before we just go into a place. And multiple times that day we were told no. And the thing that was really convicting, especially even now, is while the other people in the car, their reaction was I don't know what the best word, but disappointment, uh, maybe feeling like it was dry. My reaction was, phew, right, don't have to do anything. The box still exists, right? I can make it look like that I've chosen God, but really I'm still holding onto the box and pretty tightly with some duct tape as well. But then the thing that changed is on Thursday as I would go, and, and Carrie and uh, a guy that I mentor and my sister-in-law were all encouraging me just to go, right? And that's stepping outside the comfort zone because I like to know people. So I went Thursday and the, the afternoon session is always at a church that's in the location that's the focus that day. So when the focus was on um, East Fort Wayne and it was at Center Church, that's when, like, the folks came here to pray for, for um, Grace Point. On Thursday, it was at Pathway because the focus was out northwest. So I went and I knew nobody. And I wound up and I found myself on a team with three other people who I instantly bonded with because I think, folks, if you're like me at least, one thing that can cause some reticency to join such a team is, well, they're new. Well, you got one thing in common. And you got the one thing that is the one thing, is that is knowing the Lord. And it's amazing how quickly you'll gel with that. So I found myself on Thursday, long story semi-short, is being willing to respond to visions or, or prophetic words, things that intellectually, right, mind, heart, mind, heart, things that in my mind I could have told you, sure, they're probably prophetic words or healings, visions, things that I could give scriptural support for, but I really just attempted to be open and obedient, and, and I saw a vision of, of a swing, and, fr- and I this is the, the more you know me, the weirder this is, because this was not me. Um, but I felt like I, I saw a vision of a swing in front of a gray building or whatever, and I kind of put that on the back of the mind. And we're driving through Huntertown, and I saw. A couple of swings in front of a gray house, but they were like individual kiddie swings, right? So I saw a porch swing, so and I think I'm okay. Well, then we drive past the, the park or the open grass space in Huntertown that they call a park, and we turn off of it, and uh, there was a house with a swing. And I told my team members this, and Darren, who's from Valpo, said like that. Yeah, like that. So so we stopped, and uh, Lori, one of the other people on the team, was able to talk with someone who already um, had accepted the Lord and attends Huntertown uh, United Methodist. And, and I don't know what the result of that conversation is. One thing the Lord placed in my heart is I think oftentimes we want to know the result, right? We're kind of immediate, instant gratification in America. What happened as a result of my conversation with that person? I don't know, but what I learned is this, is the importance of obedience. Right. We don't know what happened as a result of that seed being planted. Um, we had another encounter later that afternoon, a house out in the middle of nowhere just off of shof Road, an old lime stopping and going up and knocking on a door. And again, the thing that I, that I really want to share, knowing that it's the Lord that did this work in me, is I go from Tuesday with Heidi and Brent and Carrie and Brady being relieved that we aren't allowed to share, to on Thursday walking with a guy who I didn't know three hours earlier up to this house where there's roosters and chickens and dogs and I'm just running around and knocking on someone's door. Now, nobody answered. I was disappointed, but the Lord taught me about the importance of obedience. So There's more that I, that I could share, but the, the bottom line experience I felt is similar to what Peter and John felt in Acts 4. If you'll remember about being before the Sanhedrin, essentially they're telling them, we don't want you to share this Jesus guy anymore because what he's doing is beyond our control, and it's against, it's antithetical to what we stand for. And then, now granted, I'm not before the Sanhedrin, right? But the idea is what Peter and John say in verse 20 of chapter 4 is we cannot help. But speak about what we've seen and what we've heard and I cannot help but speak about what I've seen and what I've heard and what's been changed So I, I, I beseech you with, with every ounce of my being if you can make any part of revive indiana It'll revive you But the difference here is instead of sitting and being revived and that's it It'll revive you to go out and share your faith passionately with a world that really really needs it
0: David, you, David. you know as as David shared that um, the other half of that story uh, was was part of my highlight for the week uh, on Monday going out had some uh, really good divine appointments uh, it was very fruitful people were responding Tuesday morning we had a number of people that we could pray for and that was good and we invited David and everything dried up and it, it wasn't it wasn 't David but just it was kind of strange it was frustrated and in Uh, You heard people talk about asking permission. What I love about what's happening is we're not going in, um, cramming anything down someone's throat. We believe in lines of authority. And so if we're going into a business, we figure out who's in charge and say, we just want to pray for people. Is that okay? And sometimes they say no. And the first place we went to when David was with us, they said no. The second place they said no. The third place they says no. And finally I'm like, this is great. And, and, and I'm kind of feeling the weight of it. But as David was sharing his story, I remember when he walked into that lunch gathering, I could tell that this was taking him out of his box a little bit. And we had a little bit of a conversation where he shared about, do you, where I was talking about do you want God or do you want the box you could put him in? That was referencing what Jesus did in my life a few years back. And I tell you what, it was the divine appointment for me to be able to hang out with David that day and say, you know what, this is okay. Let's just sniff and see if this smells like Jesus. If this is Jesus, we want it. If it's not Jesus, we don't. And uh, it was cool to see what God would do in our midst. And that was a a highlight for me to hear David's testimony. Gretchen, you also had an opportunity to be a part of Revive Indiana. Share with us your experience.
7: Um, Well, first of all, before I can share my experience this week, I have to make a confession that I've really had the last couple years of my life, some close personal experiences with God that have really changed me in a big way. But the last couple months, I've been feeling a little dry. Um, So I knew from several different avenues that God was telling me I needed to be a part of Revive Indiana. Um, And God really changed my heart and has given me an awakening um, that I really needed to experience uh, myself. So um, in a revival sense, I was able to feel that personally and then empower me to help take that out. Um, and another thing um, that I really, something I really saw this week um, was the strength of the young people for the Lord and the visible fire you could see in them. And we are all called to have the faith of children. And quite frankly, that's why a lot of young people leave the church. The fire just kind of fizzles out. They don't see it from other people. And um, I feel that within within myself. Um, I went out on a couple of prayer teams this week And I didn't know, I did unexpectedly know one person on my prayer team, but I didn't plan that. God did. Um, And it's the mother of the young man that my niece just married, and we ended up on the same team, which was remarkable. We hadn't shared that kind of experience before. Um, And another thing that really stands out to me about the week um, is the people that we met on the street. I just feel inclined to say different things now than I did in the first service, and a woman was laid on my heart, Karen, that we encountered in a place called Cedars Hope House that was right next to Plymouth Congregational Church downtown, and we just saw her in the parking lot sweeping. And so we approached her, and uh, it just felt a heart connection immediately to her. And um, it's a home for homeless women who have mental illness, and um, she was very receptive to returning to the Lord. She had known the Lord as a child, and Um, That gave me some hope and experience, and the individual stories of um, Marzella, who was having surgery for breast cancer, and Eric, who was trying to kick um, cigarette smoking, and also John, who we approached on a porch, um, who's struggling with alcoholism and, again, wanting to return to the Lord. So people are hungry. Um, people are really hungry out there, and it's amazing to see all the churches come together. There were so many blessings this week. I um, encountered multiple believers that I met either at mealtimes or prayer time or worship time from other churches coming together in the city, and it's awesome to see. And as someone said earlier, we are to be the church, not the churches of Fort Wayne, but the church. And I really saw that this week. Another thing that stands out, somebody else mentioned something about visions and um, I was shared by a young woman who I've developed a friendship with over the years about a vision during the prayer time at the revival that she had about me, and that was touching, but she mentioned something about seeing a a dark place still within me, and my initial gut reaction was to feel... um, some negative feelings about that but the truth was the revival was help, was allowing me to see that there is still something inside of me that God helps us conquer and when we can conquer that darkness inside of us we can bring it out and the darkness in the city needs to be conquered as well I praise God for this week
0: Thank you. that's your, that's your, uh, dream share with us what God's put on your heart
8: Well, most of you who know me, this is not me. This is way, way outside of my comfort zone, way. But I felt compelled to go, and so I went. And I've got to tell you what God told me. He told me he's not hiding. He's not hiding from us. He wants us. He wants to meet us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us all the time, minute by minute. He wants to guide our steps, and he wants to direct us to him and to other people. He's not hiding. He wants not only a relationship. He wants a minute by minute relationship and direction. He wants to direct us if we will just let him. That's what I learned. I learned the the God who loves me wants to lead me. But I have to be obedient minute by minute. And when he says, get up, you get up. And I'm not always good at that. But last night, he told me to get up, and I didn't get up. And halfway through the service, I thought, I can't feel him. Where did he go? And then I remembered Pastor Brady said, when he tells you what to do, You must be obedient. So I got up. And I know the people that were sitting around me were like, where is she going? Because I didn't take my stuff. I just got up. We have to be obedient because he wants
0: to direct us. As Doreen was sharing, it reminded me... um not only did we see 500 plus teams, 2,000 people going out, loving on people in Fort Wayne, but we saw over 300 people, not just accept the Lord, but give us their information and say, I'd like to be followed up with. I'd like to be a disciple. They didn't use that word, but we were helping them see we love to do life with them. And uh, every night in the evening gatherings, when they would share the report of the people who came to know Jesus, we would just right then say, who... Who feels led to go sign up to help disciple these people? And we would just wait together. Not pressure, not force anybody to do something they don't want to, but we believe that God wants us to uh, reap this harvest and to be responsible for it. And so if you have a heartbeat for discipleship, there's a place for you. If you have a heartbeat for intercession and prayer, they've had more people in the intercessory prayer team in Fort Wayne than any of the other cities in Indiana. God is working in that midst. And before this morning, uh, just a moment or two before we're done, you'll hear about how you can help in uh, some service opportunities to help in this. But Brent, I want you to share with us what you saw God do this week.
9: Well, uh, to say this was way outside my comfort zone is an understatement. You know, I'm, For those of you that know me, I'm used to coming from a big structured organization with a lot of rules and discipline and all that kind of stuff. But uh, then the Lord said, you know, What's really so different about this? They said, you're in a group of people that believe in something. They believe in a cause. Okay, you've recruited more people to come in that believe in that. You've trained them, and then you've sent them out to an objective. That's what I've done my whole life. And so what I'm asking you folks is, this is my recruiting pitch. Come come, be part of the army of God. Come there share it with others, with other believers, be in that group, be trained, and go forth and bring more people in. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Brad. Thank you, (laughs) Brad. Jamie, real briefly in our final moments, share with us uh, what you saw God do this week.
10: All right. um, I'm going to start off by saying that I have really bad ADD, so I might go off topic, and if I'm on a rabbit hole, somebody give me a thumbs up up there. Um, let's see. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Friday night. Um, every night we have dinner and then we go into a worship service. And as a musician who always is usually on the platform up there, it's very rare for me to be able to be part of a congregational worship. And so I was right on it. And, um, I was really excited to be a part of the worship nights. I went on, um, Tuesday night as well as Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday night. And last night we talked about um, Cal Martin, who is the speaker. We talked about what it means to be um, people who expect great things from God, but also people who attempt great things from God. And he mentioned something um, something about, you know, we're not just made to be um, like people who are supposed to fill the pews in church. We're meant to be people who share God's love for others. Um, and that was really big for me I think because a lot of times I feel that our society is such a consumer um, consumer based society everything we do is for ourselves really and um, it's just a great reminder to that we are supposed to be sharing God's glory everywhere we go that's what we're here on earth for and we live in a country where we're allowed to do that and why, and why not you know what 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 are we to lose if we do that and um, he just mentioned, you know, just count the cost. It's not that difficult. Um, it's not. It's really not that complicated. And it was just an amazing um, reminder. And I was just. Um, I only went on the street once, but I was really touched by the people that I met. Um, I spent some time with a friend of mine who just moved from Florida, but also met a few people when I was on my own, just during dinner time. I remember I have a heart for missions, and I've been called to missions, but God has been telling me to wait. And so I've been having trouble with the waiting period and um, just being in the desert right now. And this lady just came up to me and started talking to me, and she ate dinner with me, and I had never met her before. And she, all of a sudden, we were—we hadn't been talking for like 15 minutes, and she just asked me, you know, are you interested in missions? And that was just a reminder to me that God still remembers my dreams and what I'm passionate for and that he's, he hasn't forgotten. So it was just one of those things. And I'm praying that this week um, when I go out again, I'll be able to share the gospel with somebody because I really can't remember the last time I did that. Um, we met so many people that um, had been part of the church and just left. And I don't know. I guess I've been just mulling over that idea of why people leave, why people decide not to come back anymore, What is it about. Um, the mountaintop experience that expires, um, that people just don't have a desire anymore to come. And um, so I just want to encourage all of you to come. Um, Don't just be, you know, listeners of the word, but just be doers of the word. Um, If you feel like you're too busy, God will open the doors if he really wants you to be there. Um, And pray about being a disciple. There's so many people who need disciples um, that come. And, I mean, I've never been discipled, so if any of you are interested, I'd be up for it. I mean... If I'm going to do it, I might as well have one, right?
0: Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. As we close this morning, uh, I don't want anyone here to feel pressure, obligation, requirement to participate in anything. I hope that you leave today with an invitation and hopefully a divine curiosity and appetite in your heart to say, I think I want to check that out. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of remind you of the schedule, uh, we felt led as the pastors in Fort Wayne for this to go another seven days, and we'll pray about it then. And uh, this is an opportunity for us to say, Jesus, we're not just wanting you to come fill our cup, but we want to be obedient to what you've already told us to do. And as we begin to obey what you've already said, Would you give us the next piece of what you have for
1: us? Right.
0: And uh, if you'd like to do that, um, Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m., we meet for worship, prayer at First Assembly. We gather there because the the facility will hold us all. Mm -hmm. After that, at 8 o'clock, we have breakfast. That's at no cost to you. Area churches are providing that. 9 o'clock, we organize in teams of three or four, and we go out. Now, if you're in the category that kind of freaks you out, uh, they don't send you out uh, by yourself. They send you with someone who's gone before, and you can check it out. Uh, I'd I'd love for you to try that. Then we come back at lunch. We share reports of what's happened, and then we organize, and we go out again, and then there's a dinner time, and then there's an evening. You may not have an entire day.
8: Mm
0: -mm. You may just have a morning. You may only be able to come to the evening. Your passion may... Leap for the intercessory prayer. It may be more of the discipleship. It may be to get out in the streets on one of these teams, but I encourage you to prayerfully consider how you could be a part. As the pastors were meeting, I just didn't want Grace Point to miss the blessing of being a part of what God's doing. And so I felt prompted, and, and we are going to join in and help on Wednesday. And so Wednesday morning, Grace Point is helping provide a breakfast that will be catered in. But we're in need of some people to help serve. So Carrie, talk to us about what we need.
1: Okay, so you ready? Grace Point, we need your help. So one thing that Kyle talked about with revival is often, again, what they mentioned. You know, the speaker comes in, and the speaker gives, and we take, and then we leave. Um, But this revival has ownership, ownership of all the churches in Fort Wayne. Um, So the two things that we need Wednesday, Wednesday morning, and I almost have enough volunteers for Wednesday morning breakfast. We're going to be serving the breakfast to all the people who come in. So that time commitment would be 7.30 a.m. to about 9 a.m. And so if you're able to come and help with breakfast, um, there are people of all ages. There are hundreds of teenagers and young adults, but there are also every age group is there. It's very well represented. So everyone is coming and participating in this. We also need, more importantly, we have volunteered to help with Revive Kids on Wednesday night. What's cool is not only do they have revival for the adults, they have revival for the kids. And so they need 25 Grace Point volunteers to come and just help with Revive Kids. Of course, there is a required background check. So if you already work with children here at Grace Point, you're good to go. But time to revive the organization also has the ability for you to sign up and get a background check online. So if you already don't have one, you can come see me, but I'd love to be able to fill our docket now and be able to come with a central church. I believe central line, uh, uh, County line County line church is sharing with us Wednesday night. They're bringing 25 and we're bringing 25. Um, so if you would be willing to help, we want to contribute uh, to what's happening. Um, God is moving in Fort Wayne, people. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Okay, thank you.
0: I'm going to ask if Pastor Edgar will come and we'll get ready to close. Our time is up. I want to respect obligations you have. I'm going to pray in just a moment. If you need to take off, you take off. But I just have a sense there may be a few people here today that your heart is still back when julianne was sharing her testimony when we kicked off the morning when she began to share how outwardly she's wasting away but inwardly she's being renewed day by day as i came in this morning i locked eyes with a brother and i could see physical pain on his face he was hurting my heart broke for him just a few moments later i locked eyes with another brother here and he had a answer to prayer his heart was celebrating a life-changing answer to prayer that was amazing and I was celebrating with him and I think there's all in between of maybe people are saying you know what my mind is just full of stuff and I'm getting distracted easy in a moment you're going to be free to take off but if you're here today and and you just feel like you like to have special prayer you like someone to pray with you I'm going to ask that this team who just shared nothing special about us we're just crack pots that are letting Jesus flow through us. Or anyone else who feels led to pray, we would love to just spill out the love of Jesus on you. We would love to just listen to what's on your heart. I'd love to have an opportunity just to pray with you and talk with you if, if you have a need. If you're here today and you've never experienced Jesus as your Savior, there is like ten of us, They're going to arm wrestle To be able to share with you first About what Jesus has done in our heart But in seriousness I'd love to talk with you today Would you stand with me as we pray Heavenly Father I thank you For your sweet spirit That's not just been here this morning But that has been moving and flowing Throughout your church Here in Fort Wayne all week Lord I pray that you would help us to take a good whiff of what is going on and begin to identify what smells like you. Jesus, we love you. We choose you over the box that we can try to put you in. And so, Lord, would you begin to grab us by the chin and direct our gaze to you. And, Lord, help us stay fixated on who you are. Lord, those who you are stirring and prompting to be a part of Revive Indiana this week, Lord, would you bring confirmation that while they'll have every excuse in their schedule of how it's not possible, would you begin to call them to step out into the impossible and allow you to begin to orchestrate their steps? Lord, I pray that if there's any person here feeling a new guilt or pressure or any of that, this is a grace thing, God. Would you relinquish them from that and let them just experience as they feel comfortable what it is you're doing? But Lord, I lift up to you my brother and sister today who their heart needs to pray. And in a moment as we shift gears and some will take off, Lord, would you draw them to this place of prayer to either on purpose thank you and give glory to you for the victory they've seen in their life or to come and bring their pain and their brokenness and their woundedness before you and to choose to give a sacrifice of praise today. Or to come in the average blah moments of maybe feeling dry, saying, Jesus, I'm choosing you, even though I don't feel you right now. So, Jesus, I thank you before I see evidence of your move for what you're doing. It's in your name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You're free to go. If you'd like special prayer, come down. We'd love to pray with you. If you'd like to volunteer on Wednesday, come talk with Carrie. She'd love to have your help. God bless you.